You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your hosts, Matty Caps and KT Hepburn. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are live here in Hop Hog, New York. You got myself, Mr. Matty Caps, along with my co-host, producer, good friend, confidant, Mr. Speedy Petey. I think I could get used to that name. I'll go, I'll go with confidant. <laughs> Mr. Speedy Petey, how is your day going? And let me just tell you, and I'm going to say this again. Listening to Mr. Errol Marks' show last night. I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the asinine comments coming from him and Mike Guido. When Mike Guido tried to compare Dak Prescott's completion percentage and uh, Dan Marino, I, I, I had to turn it off there. And then I turned it off even more. I couldn't listen anymore when Errol actually said that Jason Garrett is a good football coach. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, someone actually thinks that Jason Garrett is a good football coach. It makes no sense to me. It, it, it really doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But we have a lot of stuff to get into today. We're going to talk about, yes, the New England Patriots cheating again. Yes, Tyler, they were cheating again. Get it through your thick skull. I'm going to break that down because a lot of people just doesn't, don't understand what it was or how it was. But listen... All the signs are pointing of that they cheated again. If that's Errol, I, just hang up. I don't want to answer. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm through my monologue, so don't even put him on yet because okay. that's who it is because I was taking shots at him. So okay. it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk about the New England Patriots. We're, we're going to talk about the Week 14 recap. I have a lot to talk about that. The NFL playoffs are starting to take shape. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about Monday Night Football. Eli Manning. Nobody expected Eli Manning to do what he did going forward. But Eli Manning was very good last night. Um, so, yeah. Then we're going to get into some Major League Baseball hot stove winter meetings. What is going on? We're going to talk about that as well. But, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I can't even get through a monologue before we get a phone call. We have our first caller of the day. Worldwide Sports Radio Network, who am I speaking with? You know who you're speaking with. Oh, my God. I knew it. Speedy, what did I say? <laughs> did, 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 did I say it was well, going to be you up, Errol Mark? You brought up Jason Garrett. You brought up the Patriots cheating. So it was either first him or all, Jeff. First of, all, first of all, let me just say something. I did not say Jason Garrett was a great coach. I didn't say he was an elite coach. No, no, I know, but you said, said he was a good coach, and he's not. I said he is a good coach because if, if you go up and down the teams and rosters of all the coaches in the NFL right now, Jason Garrett, and we, we were talking off-air about this, there is only maybe 10 or 11 coaches in the league that I, I might take over Jason Garrett. I would take if you, 31 out of 32 coaches over that. him. It's not crazy to say that. It's and even not. then, that's pushing it. I'm even taking Pat Shermer over him. No, you're not. No. No, you're not. No, I'm not even no. that crazy. You're, you're nuts. You're nuts. Why am I nuts? Freddie, Jason Garrett. I'm not taking Freddie Kitchens you, either. I'll we, tell you we, that. Talk about, we talk about analytics. And that's what we I hate analytics, yesterday. Errol. Don't bring up analytics to me. Well, I hate them. But you hear, you hear, this is how the NFL This is how the NFL looks at things, and people look at things now by analytics. 
the analytics would tell you that Jason Garrett is a good coach. He's not an elite coach. He's not going to win. He's not going so, to so let me ask you this. He, <laughs> let yeah. me ask you this. You're, you're, you're saying he's a good coach, right? No. All right, 2010 when he first came over, and they finished third in the NFC East. Uh, he went 5-3 and three when he took over. Yes. And then the next yeah. three years, Errol, he went 8-8. Eight and eight. Then he went 12-4. and four. Then he went 4-12, 13-3, 9-7, 10-6, and now he's 6-7. and seven. And out of those years, Errol, he had Super Bowl talent. On his team. Super Bowl talent, just like this year's team, is Super Bowl talent. And they are absolutely garbage because Jason Garrett is one of the worst in-game coaches there is in the NFL. Matt, let me ask you a question, okay? There are a lot of teams that get into the playoffs, a lot, that get into the playoffs, and they're elite teams. And they get knocked off in the first round, they get knocked off in the second round. They're elite teams. So because they got knocked off and they're, they don't win a Super Bowl, how about Kansas City? Kansas City Chiefs have been a good organization for many, many years, even since Andy Reid has taken over. How many Super Bowls have they won? None. And that's, that's what I'm going to say How many Super Bowls has Dallas won? He hasn't had Super Bowl talent like Jason Garrett has. What are you talking about? No, the Chiefs have. The Chiefs have. No, no, no. They, right they, right listen, 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 listen. I, I'm saying Super Bowl talent from top to bottom, from 1 through yeah. 53, roster depth, the Dallas Cowboys, Absolutely especially this season, that. no that. shot the in Chiefs, hell. The Chiefs have had talent. Name, name the year. Name the year. Plenty of talent. Name, I'm asking you for you to name the year. Name the year. 2016. No way. Yes. No way. Plenty of talent. No way. No way. That was, that was still a very good defense. Last year would be the only year I give you that they had Super Bowl talent. Their defense talent. was better in 2016. That's no, Errol, are you nuts? I'm asking for friends. I'm asking for a bunch of friends. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? I could, I could look it up right now on my computer if I really wanted to. How about this? All these years that the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been great teams, how many Super Bowls have they won in the last nine years? What, does, what, is, what, is, what does that have because, to do? Because they have elite teams. Because you just said they have elite teams. If, if you're going to tell elite me, talent. you're going to tell me right now that Cowboys had an elite team all these years, all these years that you bring in the nine years, they have not had elite. Not in the beginning, they but they the did most of his tenure. They've been in the easiest division in football. Yes, and okay. why are they only eight and eight in a lot of those years? In the easiest er, division. Er, Errol, Errol, that, that doesn't hey, that doesn't do hey, anything. Speedy. Hey, Speedy, how many? How many Jason Garrett is the worst in-game in the coach there is in the NFL. How many coaches? How many coaches are you, that you know? that are in the NFL, that, and I've said this over and over again, that has almost, almost 20 games over 500 and have been a coach on one team in nine or ten years. Tell me coaches right now. Well, most coaches in the, the league haven't coached nine or ten years yet. You, don't, you can't, and I don't want to hear about Jerry Jones because the fact is, is that if you look at his numbers and you look at what he's done as a head coach, they're not elite numbers. They're good numbers, and he is a good football coach. Now, does that mean he's going to win Super Bowls? There are a lot of good NFL coaches. But we're, he not, is we're not, not even judging those standards. He, he, he is not a good football coach. There is nothing oh, yes, that is. has shown me that he's a good football coach. What has he done, Errol, that has shown you that he is a good football coach? He is in the bottom. I would. I, there's 32 NFL football teams, right? He is number 27 or 28, realistically, okay. of the head football coaches. Okay, this is why... This is why 
this is why I, I know you're a football fan and I know you're a fan and you're talking like a fan. Why am I talking? No, 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 no. I'm talking like a realist. Because, no, no, Matt, Matt, because if you are, if you are looking as a normal analytic type of person, you're crazy. Errol, I that. don't give a rat's ass about analytics. I hate to yeah, break it to you. You have to understand that. You have to look at analytics. No, you, you don't have to, just because that's the way the world is. Just because that's the way the Major League Baseball is going with analytics. Football's not that way just yet, my dear friend. They're not going the analytical way like you say they newer, are. A lot of newer coaches are, though. Okay, the newer coaches. They're and Sean going, McVay, you can honestly say analytics. Sean McVay started that, which is fine. Which, what, You know what? I get it. But you sit back there and you actually say, Jason Garrett's a good football coach. Go look at his records in the worst division in football, Errol. There is no... No reason that this Dallas Cowboys team should be six and seven. No reason whatsoever. They have Super Bowl talent, okay. and year after year, and you look at this Dallas Cowboy right. team. Hold on, when they went three straight years of eight and eight, that 2011 through 2013, right. again they had the Super Bowl the, elite level and the talent, big, and, the big, and they were awful. And the biggest part of that, they lost three straight years of win or go home games. For and the they division. lost them all. Week 17, they lost all three. Lost of them. them all. So again, how is Jason Garrett a good football coach? Oh my goodness! Good oh my goodness! Because if you look at numbers, and you look at numbers and what he has done, his teams have not been good. Okay, what? They have not been good, <laughs> but they haven't put because they have a good offensive line and they have a running back. Errol, 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 Errol. You don't, you, you don't, you're, you're preaching to the choir with that. Here. Dak Prescott's ranked number thirty-two in front of a uh, behind Andy Dalton uh, on on oh, my yeah. list. Listen, Dak Prescott's not a good quarterback. You're 100% right. He gets all his points in garbage time passes when they're already down a bunch and the, te- and the defense is in a prevent-type defense. So, yes, I don't think Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. You're preaching to the choir there. But you look at the talent, and yes, Errol, where do you think football games are won? They're won in the trenches. If you have a good offensive line, which the Dallas Cowboys for the past five, six years, they've had a top five offensive years, line. How many years has that offensive line been fully healthy? Please tell me. How, How many years? I would have to look, but I would say out of the five or six years, healthy. they've been fully healthy, three or four. No, they have not. Out of the five they or six not. years, they have been fully been. healthy for at least three no, or four. I could go look at Scandrick. No, I could not. go look at Martin. I could go look at the games go, they played. Go look at it. I they will. I will healthy. when I have time. I absolutely will. And I'm telling you, have it. they haven't had Fredericks for almost two years. A year. Okay? They haven't it's had him for a year. He came back early. A year and a half, Errol. It wasn't two years. Uh, that's years. what I'm saying, and that, and that started uh, two years ago. I know. And, you don't got to tell me. Their, their tackles have not been healthy for the last three years. They Tyrone Smith has been a mainstay. Martin this is the only season healthy. that he hasn't really played that much because oh, of no, injury. No, no, and, and, and last year. No, last year he was no, healthy. No, two yeah, years two ago years ago, Two years right. ago is knee injury, yes. Okay, you're 100% right with, with that. Matt, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, go and look at all the coaches. Please do. Nine years. Please do. Okay. Most we of them haven't coached nine years. Down. You can't really judge like Straight that. Down. Errol, he doesn't Straight care. Down, that's what you want to say. You want to say nine years, eight, 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 eight. Right now, if you look, if you look at Jason Garrett, go look at his look teams at he had in 2011 through 2013. I will tell you this right now: Jason Garrett will be fired after this year, and he will get another job with the blink of his eye. With the blink which is it? Which is an embarrassment. Eye. Which is an embarrassment. I'll laugh at whatever organization does that. It'll probably be the New York Giants. It'll probably be the New York Giants, and I'll denounce my fandom. I I will go. You'll be be Mikey C. Uh, No, 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 no. I will go sell my fandom on eBay like my good friend Evan Perlmutter if the New York Giants (laughs) decide to do something of this. (laughs) I love him. If you're going to bring. 
if you're going to bring that name up on your show, I, I could say a lot of things about him. So that he's a genius, that he's smart. You want me to say what I feel about him. <laughs> what, okay? that he's genius or that he's smart? I have my own thoughts of what he did. <laughs> I have my own thoughts of what he did, okay? And you could do whatever the hell you want with your team, just like Ma- Mikey C is all of a sudden in a Patriot fan. Oh, the cheating, the cheating sensations they are. And, and, okay? and, and thank so, you for bringing that up because you're right. We are... We are going to talk about them cheating scandals. And, Errol, I, 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 for once, I actually agree with you today in, in, in the group chat. Tyler is I, – I don't know if he's just ignorant or is he's he doing it to get a rile out of us? Like, or is he just blind and he just doesn't see? The New England Patriots clearly got caught, okay? The, the videographer wanted to delete the footage and act like nothing happened. And even if they, if, even if they don't get caught or not, why would they even have an incentive to do it to the Bengals? And, 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 and that's the thing. And here you go. While the New England Patriots have said that uh, the film crew was recording a segment for their Do Your Job documentary series, they did acknowledge the crew, which supposedly included independent contractors, inappropriately filmed the field from the press box. They, re- they express regret, and they only ever got permission from the Browns to film, but they did not alert the Cincinnati Bengals ahead of time. Keep that in mind. You and I are, are on the same page in this, so, so this is kind of pointless. I, I, listen, I, I agree I that listen, they cheated. I'm not, and Matt, I'm, I'm going I'm to say this. I, I'm going to say this once because you can think whatever you want about the Jason Garrett thing. That's your opinion. Yes. And I, I respect your opinion. My opinion towards it is I think Jason Garrett's amongst the top 12, 13 echelon coaches in the league. That's my, that's my thought. Is he an elite coach? I don't think so. Do I think he's going to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. But in my eyes, he's, he's up there. He's better than a lot of these coaches, these terrible coaches in the league. That's not saying that he's a great coach. But going back to the Bill Belichick situation, I will say this once, and I will say this once to Tyler, a.k.a. the moron, Agreed. and everybody – Everybody that thinks that the Patriots aren't a cheating organization. The Patriots have done it more than, and I said, I said four times, it has been said. There was an article out on the Internet that somebody posted up 18 hours ago. They've been caught seven times cheating. Not once, not twice, not three times. Seven times cheating since Bill, the Bill Belichick era. And I will tell you this. This organization... I, they've won Super Bowls, Tom Brady's great, and all this other stuff. But you look at the dominance of this organization and this team and what they have done over the years, and it's absolutely amazing. But when you go back and you look at every single time they caught, how many Super Bowls do they have? They have what? They've got six. 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 They've got, six, they got Super six Super Bowls. Okay? Six of them. They've been caught seven times cheating. They've cheated more times than they've won a Super Bowl. Okay? And to me... When I look at this organization as a whole, as much as I think Bill Belichick is a great coach, and I think he's one of the greatest coaches. He's the smartest coach of all time. time He's the smartest coach of all time. He has an asterisk on his name. And as far as I'm concerned, and I'll say this over and over over again, and I'll tell this to Jeff right to his face, the best coach in NFL history by far is Vince Lombardi. Okay? So I don't want to sit – I don't want to sit here and argue the point that the Patriots and this and that. I'm not saying that the Patriots are a bad team and a bad organization. Listen, if you can find a way to cheat and win, 
good all power to you. But the fact that you get caught as much as you do, and then you go out and say that we didn't know about it, uh, we're apologizing. What are you apologizing for, that you cheated? How, where are those Spygate tapes? Where are those tapes when Goodell caught you red-handed with the whole situation and because your friends Belichick and Kraft are very close with Goodell and they go fishing together, uh, uh, all of a sudden they don't talk. Kraft doesn't talk to Goodell for years. And when they won the Super Bowl against Atlanta, if you guys remember, uh, um, Kraft took a shot at Goodell. And that's why Goodell didn't hand him the trophy. Okay, so I, I've, I've heard enough of New England Patriots. Their reign, their championship reign is over, okay? And that's, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to take a shot at Tom Brady because the truth is Tom Brady isn't the guy that did this. But Tom Brady is behind everything, okay? He is the quarterback of this team. And as much as you can look at Bill Belichick, is he's the guy, he's the leader, he's, part of the, he's running the organization. Who's the Who's the front guy? Who's the guy? Who's the face of that organization? It is Tom Brady. Okay, so I, I'm I'm sorry to all those people that are Patriot fans and they want to sit here and tell us, like the moron and probably <laughs> Anthony Carragher, who's probably listening to this too, saying, "Oh, we're all taking shots at them because they're the Patriots and they win." No, we're taking shots at them because they blatantly they get caught time after time after time. And that is the problem. They blatantly, blatantly get caught. It's not like they try to hide anything. They blatantly get caught. I'm just disgusted with it. And you want to know something? I'm going to sit back and I'm going to relax. And for the next five or six days, the NFL is going to try to cover this up because that's the NFL and that's what they want to do because they don't want it to just affect the playoffs that are coming up in a couple of weeks and that the Patriots are going there, and they're probably going to be a number two seed, and they're going to have a bye. They don't want to hurt the Patriots, you know, the, the whole run if the Patriots do go to the Super Bowl. So they're going to try to hide this for the rest of the year, and then they'll deal with it at the end of the season. When the truth is, this is not the first, second, or third, or fourth, or fifth, or sixth time them doing it. They've done it seven times. And I'm sick and tired of listening to, not Patriot fans, even fans that are sticking up for the Patriots, and then they bring up the Jets. Listen, the Jets are not even close to what the Patriots are, nor will they ever be as of right now. But the fact is, why are you taking shots at the Jets when we all, and the Jets fans know they stink, okay? Why are you taking shots at that organization? That organization has never been caught cheating as much as the Patriots. They have, and they're gonna, everybody's going to say, well, the Jets have been recorded. And all of a sudden, why haven't the Jets been fined for it? Why haven't the Jets been suspended or or lost draft picks for it. They have it. The Patriots have. And you want to know something? Not only should Goodell come hard on them, not only that, I think that the league needs to look at this and, and really start to um, start to jot down on what the Patriots are doing and how they're doing it and either get rid of Bill Belichick and his reign of terror over there with the Patriots or – do something, find them so bad that the Patriots will never do this again. $500,000 wasn't enough. And even and I'm not talking about money. You know how you hurt the Patriots? Hurt them by the draft. That's how you hurt them. Take away more than one or two or three draft picks. Let them realize that they should not be doing this. This is ridiculous that this keeps on going on. And you know what? Everybody keeps talking about how great the Patriots are, and they're the greatest team, and they have the greatest coach, and the GOAT for a quarterback. Again, I'm going to tell you, Tom Brady is not the GOAT. 
nor will he ever be, and I will say this over and over again. Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time, even with his cheating background, because he has done things and he's been places that other coaches have not been in the NFL. But that doesn't make it right for what Bill Belichick is doing. And I am so sick and fed up, and I posted that up on our thing, because I knew Tyler Harrison was going to open his mouth. I'm very surprised Guido hasn't opened his mouth yet. But I can't wait to hear his voice, okay? I, I just I can't stand listening to this garbage. And, I, and Jeff, you know Jeff's going to call your show. <laughs> He's already you know texting me to get you off the phone so he yeah, can call in. I can't wait to hear this garbage calling me <laughs> Robbie Anderson. Hey, Jeff, let me tell you something, buddy. And I'm going to tell you something good because I listen to you all the time when you call the show. And I love you as a fan. I got nothing against you as a person. But as a caller, the, the, the ludicrous stuff that comes out of your mouth and the thing that you say, taking shots at people and, and, and Jets, and who cares about the Jets? Who cares about the Giants? Because they're both suck. The fact that you're a patriot and you're going to make excuses that this is not true, it's all the garbage that's going to come out of your mouth. How about this? Take that, all your thoughts, crumble it up in a nice little ball, and shove it up your derriere. Because the fact is, your team has cheated more than numerous amount of times, and you're not going to – you can take shots at me all you want. I really don't care. You're not hurting my feelings. My, <laughs> and, and it shouldn't, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that, the, yes, the New England Patriots did cheat. There's no if ends, or buts about it. When you have um, – the videographer saying, um, uh, can, can we just delete it and forget like it never happened, okay? When you apparently assigned independent contractors to uh, the documentary series, it, it's, a, it's a very, very, very fishy. And Bill Belichick is the king of skating on thin lines to get out of things. And it wouldn't surprise me that he gets out of, th out of this. They're, they are cheaters and they are liars. But, Errol, let me go because they are Thanks, a guys. bunch of callers who want to get in. Yeah, I got, you. I got you. Thank you, Errol. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Errol Marks, our fearless leader, the, the president, the CEO of the network. But we already have our second caller because I figured this was going to be a big-time day uh, along the lines. And uh, who am I speaking with? If I had to guess, it's going to be Jeff from Tampa. Uh, it's the bees, Caps. Oh wow! <laughs> this this was this was unexpected that he got in here. You did say I, you were going to call. Uh, you did say you I've were going to call. Trying to get on your show for a pair of whatever. <laughs> was busy. So. Yep. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> and you want to know what? Er Errol called before the show even started, so I didn't yeah, even I, ha I did. didn't even I have know. a chance to really go. But well, what's up, Beef? I just think Errol's out of his damn mind to think Jason Garrett's a good head coach. Listen, it's, it's crazy. It's I, asinine. I, I, it's I, listen, listen, listen. You and I both know this. He, 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 he likes to go a little over the top. I, I love Errol for it, but he, he just goes with it and of he course. goes with I, it, I, I, and, I, I, I and he brings up some good points. He does, but Jason Garrett is known for not being an in-game coach. That he doesn't have a plan B, and it shows. Just no. because he's done well with super talented teams, like Speedy said, in those Week 17 games, to win the division, to get to the playoffs at home. Three straight years, he's lost well, they, those the games. Year, the, year they, the year they won, they won 14, that was their year. That's the year they should have won. They had a first round bye, and they played it was win two games. You're in the Super Bowl. But they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I, agreed. Garrett is not a good head coach. He's time decision. He, he doesn't adjust. He doesn't make... Any adjustments in the game at all? Nothing. Yeah, and the, again, even the the playoffs, if you look at it, they had one legitimate playoff win last year. That was it. 
The other one that he had, he was aided by the bad call against Detroit. Like, the yep. they, this guy does not know how to win big games, whether it's playoff games or collapses late in the season. And that's the same trouble I, when we're talking about collapses. It's the same problem I had with Lovey Smith. The, he was a, yeah. no, Lovey no, Smith did the same thing. The Bears would always fall apart in the second half of the season, kind of like what the Dallas Cowboys seem to do seemingly yeah. every well, year. Yeah, well, let me ask you, who do you think they're going to go after for the head coach? Who, for Jason Garrett? Probably an XFL yeah. team. Definitely not an NFL no, team no, if they're no, no, smart. No, 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 Who are the Cowboys going to get as a head coach? Oh, who are the Cowboys going to get? If, if they were smart, they would go after someone who, who can open up a playbook a little bit more. Um, would, let, you, would you go after Urban Meyer? No, I'm worried about I don't, him at an NFL I, level. I'm worried about all college coaches at an NFL level. So I wouldn't go after Urban Meyer, even though he has shown the maturity and stuff. And I feel like he could be a Bill Belichick in the making because he cheated at Ohio State. He's done plenty of wrong things at Ohio State. But that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I think he could be a good NFL coach. I just don't know if he's right for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Lincoln Riley. But again, that's another college coach, and who knows what Lincoln Riley's going to want. Lincoln Riley might want his own quarterback, which, you know what, might be beneficial. That was my next question. If they get a new coach, they're going to want their own quarterback. So I don't see them paying Dak Prescott. If Lincoln Riley becomes the coach of the Cowboys, I'm going to laugh when they draft Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts in the first round. Not even a question. He's going to be the pack to to this draft. And then you guys are going to set yourselves back five plus years if you do something like that. But what yeah. I'm saying is, I don't, I don't see them signing Dak Prescott. He's no, 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 no. I don't see them signing Dak Prescott either. I, so, I, I don't. So in my eyes, you sign Cooper, you sign Byron Jones, you keep that defense intact. You, and you, you keep the keep offensive your, line intact. You keep, you keep, you keep the offensive line Well, they've line already signed intact. a lot of the you offensive your, line your, anyway. Your receiver then you, then you go after the defense. You keep that defense intact because they're not having as good as the year they had last year. But again, not having Leighton Ander, not having Leighton Vanda Ash Hurts. No, it does hurt. Of course, one hundred percent. You could see that it, it kills them because they don't. They have nothing. They have no safety, and they and then uh, the only one good corner. That's it. They have. Right. They have nothing. Right. Yeah, it's you, bad. It, you're right. You're you're it's all, really bad. So I, I I don't see them signing that president because he's going to want like thirty five million dollars, and there's no way I'm giving him thirty five million dollars. He's going to want to be paid more than Carson Wentz, and and and, and to be honest 100%. with you. I, I, I and again I I've spoken about this. I don't think he's better than Carson Wentz, and and well, and, and, and a lot of problems. Well, numbers wise, I know. But but here you go. You, I knew you were going to bring up the number numbers you, wise this season, and you look at the numbers wise this season. The majority of the of uh, Dak Prescott's yeah, numbers yeah, are when they're down I'm, over I'm twenty back. points in the third, middle of the third, going into the fourth quarter. That defense sits in a prevent defense yep. and uh-huh. lets you have the middle of the field, right, but. Carson Wentz is like that too, though. But Carson Wentz has very much so. He's like that too. In the whole in the whole years in every year, yeah. Dak Prescott hasn't done anything. Because of what he does in the set in the third and fourth quarter when his team's down a lot. Listen, has Dak Prescott ever been up for the MVP? If Carson Wentz didn't tear his ACL in that week ten, week eleven, he was walking to the MVP. They were going to hand it to him at the final game because he was head above shoulders above everybody in the race for the MVP race. And he still finished third, and he didn't play the last five weeks of the yeah. season. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. He's I, not I even yeah. close, in my opinion. Maybe he's close. He is close. I, he is close. I, 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 
Uh, maybe he's that a one bit year closer. really. That one year really inflates Carson Wentz too. Keep that in mind. They all look at all the numbers and they go by numbers. That's what they go by. So it's hard to go against that, you know. Right. Well, it's easy. But, Listen, I mean, go could, go put me in in the third and the fourth quarter when we're down twenty, and and you yeah, have to throw the ball. But I also like to go by the eye test too, and I, I know you like to. Go well, by Carson the eye Wentz. Yeah, I'm is a more big eye test guy. Though. Yes. If you're going oh. by eye test, Carson Wentz is more talented. But Dak's a better decision maker. I think Dak's a better close game quarterback. And to to me, even though you're right, where the yeah, garbage time kind of thing, right, the prevent defense things, I think that really right cancels now. out. How many games are the Eagles down 14 nothing, 17 nothing at halftime yeah, too? They're a really bad first half team too. No, I'm agreeing with you, Mike. Right you're missing something. Who does Carson Wentz have to throw the ball to? Absolutely right? nobody. Absolutely nobody. That secondary, uh, those receivers right now are awful. If you gave Carson Wentz, you put him on the Cowboys with that line and that receiving, that those receivers right now, you you telling me he would be blowing them out of the water? If, if Carson Wentz was behind that behind that line and he had do, yeah. that receiving core, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys would be nine and three. Probably right. Yeah, nine and three. I would, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, not I mean, not even so not even a question. So right now. Yeah, Carson Wentz, yeah, he might, he might, there might be something wrong with him right now because he's not really throwing the ball that well, but because he has no time, he's rushing and he, you know, he's, he's having problems in Philly. They need to build around him. They need to give him weapons. Uh, you, and, and, and you're, you're listen, well, they've given you, him weapons. The problem is they've just me. gotten hurt. That's, that's yeah, but they're all hurt. They're Al- Alshon Jeffrey hurt. Aguilar hurt. Aguilar hurt. Deshaun Jackson hurt. They have two, they have two good tight ends. McCown, I mean, they, they McCown, have the guys. McCown just, was ready hurt. to go play wide receiver yesterday that's, that's for the Eagles. Because that's how banged up they were. But again, you look. It's crazy to think. And again, I I I make fun of Dak Prescott all the time, and I don't really think. He's a he's a bottom feeder of the quarterbacks. I do think he's in the he's in no, the middle. No, he's a, he's, he's an, an average quarterback. He's an average yeah. quarterback in my opinion. Okay, I bust everyone's balls when I say he's number thirty. It goes Andy Dalton and then everybody else. Well, Lamar we Lamar Jackson was number thirty one and then he was number thirty in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. But yeah, um, he's not that anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I I, I I I sit here and I I look at the at this Dallas Cowboys and Jason Garrett. This team. Would be so much better off without Jason Garrett, and, 100%, and, and, and that's the voice, problem. And the players aren't playing for him. And and, and, and you got to look at it like this too: you have a rookie offensive coordinator who looked good the first three games, but again, you played uh, junior varsity, junior varsity yeah, well, teams played, the first three games. Teams, and then and then the NFL teams got game film on Kellen Moore, and they figured him out really quick. That, that, that's what happened. But again, you don't you don't. You don't shun Kellen Moore away right off the bat because, again, no. he's still young. He could still be playing in the NFL if he was any yeah. good. Kellen Moore oh, is, is, is going to be a very, very good uh, offensive coordinator, and in about 10 years it wouldn't shock me to see him be a, a head coach. That's what I no, think of Kellen Moore. I would even say less than 10 years so if he does well with the way younger coaches are hired now. It's his first time doing it, so I'll give the guy another chance. Do whatever. Yeah. I mean – and then one more thing before I go, when Mike Guido said, when he tried to compare. Oh, God, I, 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 I don't even get me started. I brought that up before at the beginning of the show. I couldn't believe my ears that I was listening to someone. I don't care if it was the, the longest run of, of, a, of an NFL career. You don't compare. You don't put Dak Prescott in the Dan Marino conversation in anything. In anything. In anything. In anything. He tried to compare his completions to I know. I know. I'm, and, and that's why I'm done with that conversation. Which, Mike, is really a more deceiving stat than you realize when you look at it. 
how much no, of mod- they were played in the tough era. Well, that and also how I no, I know that. That's why I'm saying it's a deceiving stat because of that and also so much more quick passes, screen passes now in today's yeah. NFL with the, with all these concepts yeah. so that are being what, introduced. So let me ask you, I'm, I'm going to go right after this question. Now, what happens in the next three weeks? Who wins the division in the East? Uh, well, I'm still yeah, taking the Eagles. I, I, I'm still going to take the Eagles too, especially after last night's win, because the beef, I told you, it's coming down to the next two weeks for the Dallas Cowboys. You have the Rams coming, who yeah. the Rams are getting very, very hot I right now. I think they can beat the Rams. And, and the Rams, I do. they can beat the Rams. I'm not saying they can't beat the Rams, but the Rams are getting hot right now, and they're fighting for their lives to get into another wild card position in that tough, tough NFC West. I wouldn't want to play the Rams now. I'd want to play them at the beginning of the season when they were awful. Playing them yeah. now is not going to be very, not going to be easy for the Dallas Cowboys no, I, whatsoever. No, I, I, think, I think the Cowboys are going to get murdered this, this Sunday. I think they Get murdered. Hey, I, listen, it's possible. I, 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 again, it's going to come down to these next two weeks. Weeks. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if the Redskins beat the Eagles. It would not surprise. It wouldn't surprise me either. A division game like that, it wouldn't yeah, surprise me yeah. either. I, I, yeah. I, honestly, when the Giants went up seventy-three, I'm like, this is my nightmare. The Redskins played well, them close you, in the you first were meeting too. Yeah, this is my nightmare. But I need the Giants to keep losing. Get the number two pick. Let Joe Burrows go one. Give me Chase Young, please, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'll be set. But Beav, thanks for calling, there bro. You, go. you got it, Maddie. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. Right. That was the beef. No, no, we're going to break. So you can answer the phone when, when we come back. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from break, I know for a fact we're going to stay along with this Dallas Cowboy New England Patriot cheating scandal. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Matty Caps and KT Hepburn. 1-877-909-9977 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And everybody that is tuning in and listening and wanting to call in, I do apologize. Our phone has been off the hook today, which has been very nice for myself and Speedy Petey. And we have another guest, my good friend from the Bronx. What's up, my dude? How are you guys? Good. Long time How's everything? Uh, I can't complain. You know, last time we spoke, I was actually in, in at MSK. Were you? So it's been a while since I, you know, since I was able to call you guys. Okay. I wanted to make sure, you know, I'm a man of my word. We made a bet last time. My man did. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the Patriots won by 21. And the bet was 20 and under. Yep. So, of course, when they... When when it was a tie game, I was I was jumping up and down for a free drink, but don't worry. I, this was what against won. the Giants. Yeah, this was against. Oh wow. Yeah, this was a, yeah this was when it, it was That's close. quite a gamble. Thursday night game. Yep. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh huh. But so what's going on? Let me let's let's talk a few things about about sports. Um, okay. First things first. Um, I was listening to a, one of the callers about Jason Garrett. Yes. As Giants fan, we should be excited about Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett won us what? a Super Bowl in 2011. You know, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Jason Garrett never Jason won a Garrett Super Bowl. Jason Garrett did not win a Super Bowl. No, no, no. He he basically handed the Giants a Super Bowl by freezing his own kicker. So that oh. right, but that's that should uh, warrant a, a head coach. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> just because he did well <laughs> for the Giants, <laughs> because of him, him being give, an idiot. Right, we give him a trophy of gratitude for that. That's all. So we should yeah, give him a job. Let, 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 let's hold our horses there a little bit. You you would be excited to have a guy like Jason Garrett, who has shown the incapabilities of in-game managing the ball club. And you'd want him as oh, your head football coach? I, I, I thought I also I forget he also iced his own kicker in a game against the Cardinals that year, too. 
I mean, I mean that that year the Cowboys blew about five games. They should have won. They should have had the best record in the NFC. Well, actually, they, they should have the best of, best record in the division in the whole NFC for almost every single year because that's how elite their talent is. Yeah, Paul. Let's let's also not forget too. The Giants also benefited from the quote unquote dream team Eagles struggling the way they did too. Remember that team was supposed to be thirteen and three and the best team in the NFC, and they. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm a little dumbfounded that you would actually want a guy like Jason Garrett as your NFL head football coach. It really, well, I, I, anyone is better than Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer is absolutely dreadful. Right, but Jason Garrett is not much. Jason Garrett. All right, so Pat Shermer and Freddie Kitchens are one A and one B. Jason Garrett's two or one C. That's how bad the NFL coachings are in the NFL. Because I had a list because. Errol decided to try and tell me before about uh, I would put Jason Garrett in the middle of the pack or whatever, or I'd give him almost a top 10 or whatever. I can name already about 10 to 15 coaches that I would want over Jason Garrett, and it's not even close. Jason Garrett is not a good football coach. I actually don't think Freddie Kitchens is bad. I think Baker has just made some No. Yeah, but Baker struggled too, but Freddie Kitchens is running an offense that has two talented running backs – Two talented wide receivers, a tight end that got hurt but would have been good, and Baker Mayfield, who was runner-up in Rookie of the Year. And you're right, Baker has not looked good either. His medium accuracy and deep accuracy, which overperformed last year in that area, he's digressed, and his decision-making hasn't been good. But Freddie Kitchens is running that offense on five-yard plays, simple routes, not taking advantage of all the talent that is there. You, you, You look at Jason Garrett right now, what has he done with Super Bowl elite talent? He's done absolutely nothing. What happened in the in uh, not his rookie year that he came on in after the first eight games when he went five and three, his second eight, and he got the head coaching job after the interim? When he came on, really, the next three years when they went eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, with Super Bowl elite talent and not even making the playoffs, or at least better talent in that division. Like, if you even want to say Super Bowl talent, good talent that probably should have been higher end in that division. They were more talented than the 2012 Redskins. They were more talented than the 2013 Eagles. Because remember the Eagles 2016 when he went 13-3 and and you lost a divisional game. And in those three years that they went 8-8, 8-8, 8-8, every single year they came down to Week 17 for them to make the playoffs at home, and they lost the game. Yep. Three straight years. So tell me, why do you want a coach like that? I'm, I'm curious because I want Jason Garrett to stay as far away from the New York Giants as possible. I, I actually don't want him. It was a sarcastic remark. Oh, okay. Because you really fired me up over here, and I was going to really start yelling soon. <laughs> I mean, he, he's gotten a lot of lucky, lucky breaks, and he should have been fired with, with those three 8-8 eight and eight seasons. But um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, he, he has Dak, he has uh, Zeke, and... I don't think Dak is that good either. I don't think he's worth $40 million, but he's definitely serviceable with the talent around him, and to not utilize that. He's, yeah, he's, a, he's a, I guess, a time. solid starting quarterback, no. but I, I, he's not much more than that. It's, it's annoying to, because I, I, you, I'm a football fan first, so you want, I want to watch good football, and then when I watch the Cowboys, it's like it's – It makes you sick and want to vomit? It makes you sick and want to vomit about the Dallas Cowboys and Jason Garrett. If Jason Garrett came to the New York Giants, I would denounce my fandom 
and I would sell it all over eBay, and I would go to the highest bidding team. <laughs> that's how much I hate Jason Garrett, and that's, how, and that's how much I hate the Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing in this world that, the, uh, that would make me want Jason Garrett as my head football coach of the New York Giants. You would go to nothing. whatever team drafts Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, to attack of Iowa, Justin Fields, anybody. Well, if he even plays this year or, two, uh, oh, or oh, next year. Also, let's, let's, not, let's not forget, you. I think that, that Patriot game, I was pumping up Daniel Jones after his two victories. And you told me to hold my horses. You're right. I should have held. Say my that horses. one more time. Say so that one more let's, time. Let's not forget. One of the victories was also at the aid of the Bucks Speedy. kicker. Shh, shh, shh. He's gonna say I'm right one more time. Say I'm right again. It makes me all. It makes me feel all warm inside. Over the two victories over the Buccaneers and the Redskins, and you told me to hold. We were all. Everyone in New York was excited. Except me. And you said, hold your horses. I don't think he's that good. Hold your horses. Let's see how he does the rest of the year. And you were absolutely 110% correct. Ah, ah, it makes me feel so good, Speedy. Next time I want to get that recorded of how, of how, actually, Speedy, you know what? When, when, when you do the editing later, you could, you could get that and just send that to me in a, in, in a file I about. I repeat it a hundred times. Now you, you sound like Tyler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that Gettleman said Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. To say he's overrated is a little much or anything. I, I said hold our horses because people in New York were knighting him to be, like, the next best thing, and, and that was bothering me. Like, people were giving him the nickname Danny Dimes after one game, which made me sick because they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they, and they still should have lost that game by nine points yep. if it wasn't he for that He played well in the game, though. We'll I'm not saying he didn't play that. well. But my whole thing with quarterbacks, and I've said this for the past three years of being on this show and being my own host is that I want to give the quarterbacks the benefit of the doubt okay I want to give them at least a year two years in Daniel Jones after next year if you see no improvement from Daniel Jones next year then you have to look into the 2021 draft and you have to just say hey we, we, we have to blow our losses. We made a bad bad move with the number six pitch pick which I still believe was a bad move taking him at number six okay I, 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 I'm trying to give Danny Jones the benefit of the doubt. One, because I'm a Giant fan, but two, I'm do, I do this with all quarterbacks. I don't like to really jump down their throats, especially quarterbacks that, got, that get thrown into the wild right off the bat. Sam Donald started week one, NFL, 19 years old. Youngest quarterback ever to start in, in, in the NFL. So I, I, I'm, I, I like to give quarterbacks the benefit of the doubt, and I just said, hold your horses. Let's give it a little bit. Let's not all blow out, blow out tops because he had a first two games. He's been gradually digressing ever since week four. And listen, I get that. I get that. He, he hasn't been good. He hasn't. It's, been, it's, it's depressing because, yes, the Giants have had injuries, but even when the Giants were healthy, fully healthy, he was still turning the ball over. Whoa, 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 whoa. But, but here you go. Daniel Jones' Daniel Jones's biggest problem, and this has always been his problem, was ball security coming out of Duke. That has always been his biggest problem, has been ball security. He always had a problem fumbling it. He always had a problem uh, throwing interceptions. And here we, here we go again. And I, I bring this up all the time. Name me, on one hand, I can name maybe five players that have come from colleges, okay, that had sub-500 records and became great quarterbacks in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes went 11 and 17 at Texas Tech. Peyton Manning went 13 and 16 at Tennessee. Uh, um, what's his name? Andrew Luck went 17 and 19 at Stanford. So there's only a select few quarterbacks that went sub 500 in their college games that came into the NFL 
and were great elite top quarterbacks. Yeah, now, I'm not saying... You know the difference between all those quarterbacks you mentioned? They're superstars. When they in the league, you knew these guys were... You, everybody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be good. The fact that, that Andy Reid got rid of uh, Smith, and Smith is in the... My man, did, my man, did you or did you not forget that you told me that you knew that uh, Daniel Jones was going to be good after two games? <laughs> you said that to that me. You that said that to me. That's the old Paul. The old Paul does not... Oh, does not that's the old right. Paul. That was old, old Paul back two and a half months ago, Paul. I got you. Impulse judgments. You know, the old Paul was not used to the Giants being at 500. I got you. Okay, that's fair enough. I miss old Paul. I miss old Paul. <laughs> and uh, let's, let's um, with the Knicks, uh, I actually feel bad for Fisdale. You should. Yes, you absolutely should. Absolutely. But, you know, the Knicks showed their lack of professionalism. They probably fired him with a collect call. No, they, no, they no. You, you want to know what it was? Steve Mills knows he's on the hot seat. And he wanted to fire him so they could put the blame on the head coach of what's going on when it really starts at the top with him, Perry, and James Dolan. And Trying that's what it comes down to. And Because he, and, he knows he's getting fired now. Because the new head coach is not going to do anything better with this roster that has been constructed, that started off with 13 power forwards for the New York Knicks. Oh, my goodness. So, again, David Fisdale, you do have to feel bad for. You absolutely have to feel bad for David Fisdale. I feel bad for him. I wanted him to stay. Everyone that wanted him to go are just clueless people that don't know basketball because, again, it wasn't his fault. Nothing about the Knicks this season was his fault. Do people realize in the first four or five games when they went like one and five or two and five or something they, in, in their first five, seven games or whatever, three of those losses, they lost because they couldn't hit free throws. They lost on a game-winning shot. They were in every single one of those games. If they win those games, they're five and two, and it changes the complexion of the season. But people don't like to think like that, and they don't like to realize that. And I think that the players quit on him in the, the last two games against Denver and against um, Milwaukee. And it's kind of yeah. crazy to think like that because the players have, have said nothing but good things about Dave Fisdale. Or certain players, R.J. Barrett, uh, Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, uh, uh, Portis. They've all said good things about uh, Fisdale. Absolutely, but there's no excuse for you to be losing by 1.2 points. Like the, you saw the last game against the Pacers, a game that they should have you know, at least played into overtime. I'm not going to say they should have won. But then there was a difference between those games and the beginning of the year and the last two against the Nuggets. Uh, basically, they lost to the Nuggets bench and the Milwaukee bench because the, the Nuggets starters didn't even do much that game. They got outplayed and out-hustled by guys like Malik Beasley and, 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 and Plumlee. That's, well, that's they're not bad bench players, though. That's... No, they're not The bad Nuggets players, have a lot of depth. Your bench, the bench of your, your, the team that you're facing should not outplay the starters. That's why I thought they quit. And it, it's a shame for Fisdale because he didn't deserve it in Memphis. I thought Marcus um, you know, went behind his back and got fired, and he didn't deserve it here. Yeah, Listen, you're not wrong. You're 100%. He did not deserve to get fired here. This roster, anybody would have been fired. Anybody can't do anything with this roster. Popovich couldn't, can't even do anything with this roster. And I think he's the greatest, one of the top three NBA coaches of all time right, right now. I am. Bad for Pop. I think Marcus Morris screwed him out of. Um, nah, you himself. know what? If if, if you're going to put all your eggs in a basket with Marcus Morris, then that's your first problem right there. Marcus no, Morris he, is not your answer. One of the best three point shooters in the league, and take that back right now. Take that back right now. 
Take that back. Take that back. Marcus Morris is not one of the best three-point shooters in the league. I think he's shooting like 40, 45, 46. What's his, what's his career? Career. I, I would have to look that up. Okay. But I'm speaking of, of this year. The Spurs gave up Bertans to sign, and Bertans is killing it in Washington. In Washington. He's absolutely murdering it in Washington. And it, it made no sense to me why they got rid of him. He can't shoot. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. But to sit there and say Marcus Morris is one of the best three-point shooters is just, I'm sorry. No, not in his career. I mean, this year. No, he's a, he, Paul's right. He's a career 43.1% and he's shoot And he's shooting 50% right now. But that's still not, a, a, he's not even top 10 in the NBA this year. So, I mean, I mean maybe this year because he is shooting 50% from three this year. Fine. But overall in his career, he's not one of the best three-point shooters to yeah, say. Definitely, definitely so. not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, what else? Oh, never mind. Hold on. No, I looked at the wrong thing. He's a career 36 point Oh, 36.8. Okay. 43 is a Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, 43 is his overall field goal percentage in his career. 36.8 from three this year. Or uh, for yeah. his career. You're right. He's 50% this year. He uh, uh, shooting I, an average of 2.9. 36.8%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's average. So he's efficient, you, but he's about, not, I, I guess, high Who? volume. Garrett Cole signing with the Yankees. What do you think? Do you think it will it's happen? It's funny you brought up. I don't think up, it happens. You, I think he goes to the Angels. I think he's going to go to the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, and to be honest I with you, I'm a, I'm, a Dodgers, I'm a Yankee fan, and I would love Garrett Cole, but not for that amount of money that he's going to command now. Anybody that plays once every five days, okay, once every five days, keep that in mind, should not get yep. paid more than $300 million. No way in hell. But aren't you the same person who said the Yankees are starting pitching away from being the best they, team in 100, baseball? 100%, but I'm not willing to give give up but my whole luxury. But that's the last thing you thing. really need, why wouldn't you do it? Well, again, also keep in mind the New York Yankees are going to are looking to trade Jay Happ to get him off the books to make the Garrett Cole signing okay. a little less on right. the luxury tax. So, but they don't need Jay Happ. No, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like It's going to be interesting to see right. what so happens. So my point is, if that's really the last thing you need, that solidified ace that Garrett Cole is, he did very well in the playoffs last year, why wouldn't you want to, even if you slightly overpay him, overpay him, because if, if that's the last thing you really need? Because you were arguing it yesterday with Jeff where the Yankees – Roster construction right now is very good where they have a lot of depth. They have pieces that move around, and I agree with you. Labor Torres can play short. DJ LeMay, you can play second. Voight plays first. I don't think they really need hitters. They might they could use one more bullpen arm, but that might not be overly pricey anyway if you're, if you're quote-unquote trying to replace Batances. Why wouldn't you go all in on that starter? Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. Listen, I'm a big Jarek, uh, Garrett Cole guy. Nationals getting all this money from? Aren't they paying Strasburg and and and, and um, Scherzer and and that's they it? They, they, they're not they're not going to be able to afford Anthony Rendon anymore. That's really it. That's they, all they're paying. They lost other players in the process of what was their original 2012 through like 2016 core. They lost a lot of players in those process, and they found a lot of gem veterans to replace them. Yeah, like Adam Eaton. Yeah. You know, no, Adam mm-hmm. Eaton was a stupid trade. They gave up two of their best pitching prospects to do that. That I didn't understand. It, it was guys like Howie Kendrick and Brian Dozier. They obviously traded for Asdrubal Cabrera at the trade deadline. And they found a lot of these veteran guys that just, they worked there. And so that's more of what it was. Adam Eaton was a trade. Yes. Yeah, with the, with the White Sox, you're right. You're right, right, and they get look at Lucas Giolito now. Imagine if they had him still in that rotation. So again, it, it, it is kind of crazy. I would take Garrett Cole in a heartbeat, 
but again, three hundred and twenty-four million, which is look looking like the number. It's going to be three twenty-four over eight years, nine years. That's making it almost forty million dollars. What's up? Yikes. Yeah, that's forty million a year, right? Yep, right. Give give or take, right wow. around there. So again, wow. I don't know if I'm doing that. I mean, now don't get me wrong. If we do that, we'll still be under the luxury tax by a little bit, and we can still go out and get a starter. But I look at it like this. Please go get me Madison Baumgartner if I'm a New York Yankee. I don't care if he doesn't pitch well in the regular season. I, I actually wouldn't mind if he pitched like garbage in the regular season and he came into the playoffs and was the most dominant pitcher that we've seen, especially the World Series, because you need a guy like that for the World Series. His fastball is slowly decreasing. I mean, he still has great stuff. Right, but he's never been a velocity pitcher. He, he's never anyway. been a velocity pitcher. He's been a guy of spots and hitting his target. So that's the kind of pitcher I want to see in the World Series. Listen, the only reason why the San Francisco Giants won the World Series in two of the three yep. years was because of him. He's the pitcher that you need to take you to the next level in the World Series. He even eliminated the Mets in 2016. He went the full uh, game. And don't, the don't, don't, don't bring up the garbage from Queens to my main man, Speedy, over there. He's going to start crying. Well, me, me, oh, no, it wasn't. We, as a Mets question. fan, I kind of knew that was going to happen anyway. <laughs> and it was just a matter of if they could hit off the Giants' bullpen because the Giants' bullpen was woeful that year. What's but, up? Let me ask you another question about Cole. Okay. How much of Cole's success is because he got traded from Pittsburgh and actually went to a, a, a organization that valued throwing your fastball more than what the, what the garbage from, from Pittsburgh does? They I'll let Speedy mm, handle this. One. I don't think Pittsburgh was necessarily a problem because they were very good at rebirthing other pitchers too. Their manager Clint Hurdle was very good. I thought their pitching coach, uh, I think, it was Ray Ciro at the time. He was he was good. I think he just got fired recently, but that's only because their overall pitching talent has gotten down too. So I don't think it was really a Pittsburgh problem. What I think it is is a Houston revitalization thing. They did it They did it with Charlie Morton. They did it this year with Wade Miley, and obviously they're doing it to the most extreme extent with Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. So I think they're really doing something special to rebirth pitchers. The Pirates, I don't think, did bad with it, though, because look at, look at the guys they were able to make work. Francisco Liriano, A.J. Burnett was phenomenal there for a couple of years. So they did it to two, but the Astros are doing it just to a better extent. Those are guys that their best pitch is their off-speed pitch. And I think in Pittsburgh they value throwing the slider and the sinker more than they, they do. It also depends right, on the pitching value, coach. It depends all, on the head coach. Right. It depends what the manager wants because let's be real here. You look at every catcher, they always look into the dugout what to throw. But the, here's yeah. the other thing. The Pirates for years when they were good were also the highest percentage team of throwing inside fastballs too. So it, 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 it's definitely different. It's so many guys. Well, yeah, if they were out of control, sure. Yeah. But I'm just I'm saying for their good pitchers, I'm talking about too. It could you you could say it's all you want for hitting guys, but it also could be effective for jamming guys too. could have been top five in the Cy Young voting, and this is a guy in Pittsburgh that was average. You know, he didn't. No, he was good for three years. Then he was just average the next two. I would have to look that up because I, I didn't I didn't His numbers regressed in 2016 and 2017. But he was good yeah. when he came up in 2013. I think he came up in the middle of the season to mm-hmm. 2015. He was very good all three of those years. He just regressed after that. But Paul, I just want to thank you for calling, bro. We have to go to another break. Yeah, uh, just let me know which bar you want to go to. <laughs> we'll talk because I know you'll call in again and we'll figure it out. Got you. Got you. You guys have a blessed day. My man, you too.
it was nice to hear from him. For uh, mm-hmm. We haven't heard from him. And we were just speaking about him, what, last week or two? Mm-hmm. Uh, that we haven't heard from him yep. and whatnot. So it, it was nice to uh, hear from him going forward. I, I, I know Jeff from Tampa is going to call in. So just be ready. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we do come back from break, I really want to talk about Major League Baseball hot stove. But I know what I'm really going to be talking about. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your hosts, Matty Capps and KT Hepburn. 1-877-909-9977 one 9977 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we've already had three callers today. Why not go for four? Our fourth, fourth caller of the day, Mr. Jeff from Tampa. Jeff, what's going on, pal? Matthew. What? Where would you like me to start? Would you like me to address the Guido uh, comment, the beam from Bayshore, the Robbie Anderson of radio, or the Patriots? <laughs> Let's save the Patriots for last. <laughs> we'll save the let's Patriots for the, last. Let's start with the Guido comment. It'll be the shortest. Mike Guido, if you're listening, you are stupid. Hang yourself. <laughs> That's just about it. Okay. Let's, let's move on to the Bees. Okay. Let's Matthew, move on. The Cleveland Browns are winning the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Matt... I believe the Indianapolis Colts are winning the Super Bowl this year. I also believe the Oakland Raiders are winning the Super Bowl this year. Right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are winning the Super Bowl this year. Guess what they all have in common, besides all being stupid statements? They all have the same record as the Dallas Cowboys. Do you see how ludicrous all of those teams sounded that somehow the Dallas Cowboys are winning the goddamn Super Bowl this year? Dude, this kid needs to take a bath with his toaster and just go away. Dude, like, like Cowboys fans don't realize how stupid they sound just because they have talent on their team. Dude, all of the teams that I just mentioned have beaten teams with winning records. Guess who hasn't? Who? The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I knew that answer. Right? I just but wanted to hear you say like they're newsworthy. No, they're not. You guys are the Indianapolis Colts of the NFL. Get used to it. You're the Indianapolis stupid. Colts are in the NFL. <laughs> well, was, yeah. NFC, I no, think but that's what they are. No, but that's what they are. They're on par with the Indianapolis Colts. They're on par with the rebuilding Raiders. Well, no, well, rebuilding Raiders. The Colts, at least... They lost to the Dolphins, but at least they beat the Chiefs and the uh, the Texans. <laughs> Speedy, do you believe me telling you that the Indianapolis Colts are winning the Super Bowl is a stupid statement? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. So how is it any different with the stupid Dallas Cowboys? These, this is why Cowboys fans are so insufferable, because they still repeat these dumb statements regardless of how stupid they sound. Honestly, they, if, you're ju- are, if you're judging the they, next five years, I probably have more faith in – Probably not the Raiders, but maybe Tampa and Dude, the Colts. These people it's, are fatally flawed yeah. in that they're stupid and don't realize they're stupid. They just walk through life stupid and happy. I guess ignorance really is bliss. <laughs> uh, well, I love the beef in his comments because it cracks me up. He is a but homer sometimes, but... But do you see how stupid it's opposite? I'm not right? going to disagree. Oh. I'm not going right. to disagree. Exactly. But somehow, they keep, he keeps calling in with... Oh, Dak Prescott is good. 
No, no, he was actually saying he's not getting paid. Dak Prescott isn't getting the money for Dallas. Right, but he also said, but, you know, we have to go by the eye test, too. Let's go by the eye test. Let's play the film from the Jets game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or let's see when he really puts up those numbers in the second half when they're already right. down by 20 and the defense is in a prevent you defense. Go by the eye test? Here's the eye test. You they lost to the Dallas, uh, New York Jets. They haven't beat a team with a winning record. They yep. haven't beat a team with a winning record. What more of an eye test do you need? Exactly. It's crazy. And that's like the same argument I had with Errol earlier, this guy trying to tell me Jason Garrett's a good football coach. Let's move on, since you just mentioned his name. The <laughs> Robbie Anderson of radio. Why do I call him the Robbie Anderson of radio? Yesterday, Errol went off on Robbie Anderson and said, he's so bad, I wonder why he has a job. That sounds like Errol's radio career. <laughs> so let, let's get into that. Errol going, oh, he, he didn't cheat once, he didn't cheat twice, he counted all the way up to six or seven times. Really, please. Name me the times the Patriots cheated. Okay, the first five gate. Okay, you got me. What, are you going to count the deflated footballs as one? Well, I would counter with this, and I posted it to Renee Canales, right? The Washington Post article that posted the full transcript of the Berman judgment in the Brady deflated football. The NFL admitted they had no evidence, and they got laughed out of court. Patriots didn't cheat in that case. They didn't, but they get labeled as cheaters. Yeah, I mean, listen. They, 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 they do get labeled so, as cheaters, and, so but they Errol do cheat. Up to six, so Errol counting up to six times that they cheated is ludicrous. It's just like, you know, all these times that they cheated, do you know what all these times they cheated is in Errol's mind? It's just like the cut on Tom Brady's hand. Remember he went around? Oh, the cut didn't exist. Jeff, did you didn't see what I tagged you in on Twitter? There was a rap this week <laughs> on, his, on his elbow. I wonder but, if he thinks that's but, fake, too. But isn't he the same guy that said the cut on Tom Brady's hand didn't exist? Yeah, Errol oh, absolutely. He said Errol it was a conspiracy the Donald, theory. Yeah, Errol is the Donald Trump of sports radio. He, he has no idea what's real and what isn't, and so he just makes things up. He is absolutely the Robbie Anderson of radio. He's an abomination. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that he had Jason Garrett as a, as a good coach, and now Errol in our group chat's trying well, to you know, justify before, that he's ranked 12th in the NFL. I made a comparison with Speedy. Speedy, do you think the comparison I made is fair? The comparison of what? Which one? The, the Jason Garrett one, right? Everyone oh, yeah. Yes. Bill, everyone, right. everyone talks about Bill Belichick, right? And they go, no one's ever done more with less, right? Belichick gets a lacrosse player, and all of a sudden he's a, a, a Pro Bowl wide receiver, or he'll, you know, he, he literally took Malcolm Butler out of working at Popeyes and turned him into a you know, a $20 million a year cornerback, right? He does, no one does more with less. You know what Jason Garrett is? No one does less with more. <laughs> He's got a whole team full of pro bowlers and still can't manage to beat a team with a winning record. No one does less with more. Listen, Bill Belichick has shown over and over again he does nothing. He does a lot with no, with nothing. I and I, and I ha, I have to give a lot of credit again. I think Bill Belichick's one of the greatest NFL coaches right, that right, there is. The but that's a comparison. But hold on, hold on. Now, 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 talking about all these scandals and stuff, Bill Belichick is is by far the smartest head coach that ever lived because he finds some ways to just skate that thin line to not make it illegal, but he does. He may twist some screws here and there. He may do something that's not him, well, well, which is fine. Well let's, talk, well, let's talk about that, right? 
I can name an instance where everyone labeled the Patriots cheaters like another head co- football coach in the National Football League did. Jim, or John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh blatantly said the Patriots are cheaters. They cheat all the time. They get it in this game. What game was he referring to? The game where the Patriots used tricky formations to fool the defense. And guess what, Maddie? It turned out that it was completely legal and within the rules. But the Patriots got labeled cheaters. And, and, and John Harbaugh got mad because Bill Belichick put his brain in a blender. <laughs> uh, listen, I, you don't got to tell, tell me. I mean, but, but, but Jeff, let me ask you this. The stuff that's going on now with the New England Patriots. Read the with them, I, I, I want to highlight to you the key portion. Read what you read earlier. Exactly what you no, read No, no, no. I, 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 I know what you're going to say. It's because of the what film crew about? that was there doing their segment on the Do Your Job documentary series. The only thing that makes it fishy, again, which Bill Belichick finds his ways around things, is that they hired that there was uh, independent contractors that inappropriately... Are those, are, those, are those Patriots employees? But then let me ask you this. Why did the videographer say, let's just delete this and act like nothing ever happened? Right. How, how, many, how many morons are doing something that they shouldn't be doing and don't want to get fired or something, right? How many, how many, like, why, 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 didn't, why didn't the New England Patriots talk to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals like they did to the Cleveland Browns? I can't answer that question, and that's fine. But how, but how is it they're trying to hide anything when even the Cleveland Browns admit they made a phone call, they cleared it with them, and the Browns said it was okay? Maybe it was just a poor timing thing. Maybe it was an oversight. I don't know. But I highly doubt that this whole scandal is because Belichick's great scheme was to steal the signs of a 2-10 and ten football team. But, but, but listen, I, well, but they're 1-11. They they're 1-11. The why even bring because, that up? Because, again, because they were doing something for their documentary or something. I don't know. And by, and by the way, have you Browns seen facility? Any of these episodes, they followed a chef around to... to, to all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, it just seems a little fishy. I'm not, right. I'm, I'm not jumping to conclusion. It just sounds fishy. That's all. But again, they are the New England Patriots. They know how to skate the thin line and go around things. Right. And I wouldn't 100%. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised 100%. that nothing happens with this. Okay, because they know how to handle their things. Again, the New England Patriots organization are, is the smartest organization. Of all time in the NFL. They know how to do things and work a way around the NFL and their rules every which way. Let me ask you, you, let's be honest, right? If you're trying to hide it, why call the Browns and ask for permission? But 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 exactly. But then why didn't you tell the Cincinnati Bengals what was going on? Why right. why why did your videographer want to delete want to delete it and act like nothing okay. happened? No 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 no. See what you're doing again is you're com- you're conflating the two. You can't say why did your videographer want that? That's an independent contractor. It's in the article. Don't even try to say that's a Patriots employee. It says right there in that article I, he's an independent contractor. Which was Don't work, but yet yeah, an independent contractor that they hired, which was working for the New England Patriots. He's not a team employee. They hired an but outside the, production. Who hired? Who hired an outside production? Who? Craft production. So it was the New England Patriots. Yeah, okay. Not, craft. Craft, no, craft Productions is not the New England Patriots. When it has yeah, to do with Robert Kraft, yes, everything has to do with the New England Patriots when it has to do with Robert Kraft. Don't try and spit code around anything. I don't blame you for, for saying anything. But, but I'm 
not jumping to conclusions. All I said was, and Jeff, I said this from the beginning, it sounds very, very fishy. That does not That's sound all. coincidental at all. Right. Um, listen, I'm fine with it that it sounds fishy, but I wasn't addressing you in this whole soliloquy, was I? I was nope. addressing the Robbie Anderson of radio. No, oh, yep, Errol Marks. Yeah, the Robbie Anderson. I, I, I love that. Yeah. He's, so, he's so worthless that we all wonder how he has a job. <laughs> He's Robbie Anderson. Uh, I love Errol. He 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 took me into this, so I I, I can't really I mean, speak I like that. But Errol, but he's also the same guy that said the cut didn't exist. He's yeah. also the guy that said uh, it was a conspiracy, and the league set it all up for the Patriots to come back from twenty-eight to three. <sighs> yeah. You know how many players on the Falcons would have had to have been in on that? Yeah, really. <sighs> no, you're, you're you're right. Especially a city and a team that would never would always would cherish this opportunity to win a Super Bowl. That's a suffering fan base and a team that never won. Why would they even care? Right, but these are the takes from, from the guy that you follow. I would just get on board and start calling him Robbie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I don't blame anyone for saying, and, and, and I'm totally keeping an open mind to maybe the Patriots did cheat. I'd like to have more information. Of course, yeah, me too. To I'm not jumping right, right, at anything yet. Right, but from the information that is out there, what does it say? That it doesn't look good for the New England Patriots. But it also says Belichick didn't know anything about it. The organization no way. Wasn't doing Bill Belichick's going to deny it? Who would have thought that? I don't know, but that's the information that we have. But You're you right. want to people also, people also harp on the fact, oh, Tom Brady had those balls deflated. Really? The NFC... Please, go and read my post on Twitter of the complete text from Judge Furman in the Southern District of New York. The NFL, they had zero evidence. Judge Berman, in a court of law, laughed them out of the courtroom. Laughed them out of the courtroom. Tom Brady got suspended because the NFL said, well, we can suspend anyone for anything, so you're just suspended. That's how he got suspended. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Please don't believe me. I don't want you to believe me. Go read the text. I'm not. Ta- I'm, I'm not talking about the past. I could care less about the past. I'm talking about right, but this, is part this of one, it, right? The Patriots get labeled cheaters because of their past. Yeah, but I'm talking about this instance and what right now this instance. And yes, you and I both don't know the full story or the full details. And of course, you and I would both like to know the full story and details. And we may never know. But all we're saying right now is it 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 doesn't look good for the Patriots in this instance. That's all. I would be excited. I hope that they're guilty, and I hope that they take away more draft picks. Because you know what happened the last time? It inspired a Super Bowl win, didn't it? Yeah. In 08? They took away the first-round pick in 08. They didn't win a Super Bowl. No, in They two- did not give away a first-round pick in 08. That's when the whole thing started. They docked the pick later, right? And yeah. the Patriots went on to win a Super Bowl with that whole thing. Into that, the Tom Brady one. The, no, it's the Tom Brady. The Spygate. They, they, t- the they took away right? the draft pick in 2008 after they lost the Giants in the Super Bowl. Because no, they took away the draft pick with the with the Tom Brady thing. They also took the draft pick there. Oh, I thought you meant. All right, I thought you meant first Spygate. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, they, it, fi- they fined the team two hundred and fifty thousand and took a draft pick. Please take more of our draft. Pick. What do we have to do next? Go to KFC and find one of their fry guys to play safety? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> You're laughing because you know it's completely accurate. I'm not saying anything. I'm trying to. I'm trying to talk about this instance right here with the New England Patriots. That's what I'm trying to. He gets all mad about his Jets. He gets all mad. He's got to take shots at Brady. Oh, Brady's not the goal. Brady's not the goal. Please, Brady's got the records and all the numbers and all the clutch wins and the Super Bowl rings. Name someone who's got more than Tom Brady, and not just Super Bowl rings. How about touchdown passes or passing yards? How about this, Tom Brady, dude? We've, we've been over this. Do you know who the number one receiver is at age 40-plus? The number one receiver in all of football. Age Jerry Edelman? Rice. you know who number two is? Who? Tom Brady. Oh. <laughs> Jerry Rice. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice has, is number one in, 40, in, in uh, years 40-plus, 40, 41, 42, whatever. Number one in receiving yards. You know who number two is? Tom Brady. Not only. I don't know. Larry Fitzgerald might one, join that the, category soon. <laughs> Brady, we'll, I'll still have the, 30 be, the, the third best elderly receiver that's ever played in the NFL. And he's a quarterback. Right? You know, Robbie Anderson over there wants to talk about, oh, Peyton Manning this, Peyton Manning that. Did you know Tom Brady and his brother have two more Super Bowl rings than Eli Manning and Peyton Manning? And guess what? Tom Brady don't even have a brother. <sighs> Could have been six. Yeah. I mean, name a metric in which you would like to measure a quarterback where Tom Brady isn't the best in. Name a metric. Yeah. I mean, I, so I listen. I I, I think I th- I think Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I would have to do more due diligence and research into him, Joe Montana, and other type of type quarterbacks because you could say the same thing about Dan Marino in other ways. But right. I, I, I mean, there's other ways to look at and rank quarterbacks. So I think Tom Brady's top three. Yes, I don't think it's. I don't think. I don't think it's even arguable. He's easily in the top three of all time best quarter, quarterbacks. Now to put him as the top one, that is something that could be arguable every which way. You can argue, but the, the fact remains, he's number one in almost, or number one or number two in every freaking measurable category and has the most Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I listen, I, 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 I get it, the most Super Bowls, but he's also lost in the Super Bowls, and Joe Montana hasn't. So, I mean, he's 4-0. So, so, all right, so hold on. So hold I'm not trying so to now, argue right, right now okay, who's okay. the best quarterback. No, 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 no hold on. Okay, so Joe Montana will certainly beat him in winning percentage in the Super Bowl, right? But you know what Joe Montana doesn't have? Tom Brady's winning percentage in, ch- in, in the, uh, conference championship games. You're penalizing Brady for losing in the Super Bowl when he continues to just blow away anyone's record for number of wins in a conference championship. It, you, you would rather have him lose in the conference championship than see him win in clutch ways, yet more big games. Those are those games are just as big as Super Bowls. You can't win Super Bowls if you don't win those games. But somehow Tom Brady's going to be penalized for winning those games and then not winning the next one, even though he's six and three in Super Bowls. Hmm. Listen, there's ways to, we could we could fight about the best quarterback of all time every which way, but 
Thank God I don't have enough time on this show to go through all of that type of stuff. I'd love to be a part of that show. It's just hilarious. It's hilarious. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than 26 other NFL franchises. Mm. <laughs> hmm. I, I sent you that picture, Matt. The only teams he isn't ahead of franchises and wins are the Steelers, the 49ers, uh, the Cowboys, and actually the Patriots. The Packers, too. The Patriots won a few more games. No, I think he's ahead of the Packers. No, I don't think so. Maybe not, but there's a lot. He's ahead in so much, dude. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and listen, he, he, yeah, he is a... We still have to listen to Robbie Anderson run his yeah. <laughs> I love how you call him Robbie Anderson now. It really makes me he laugh. He's, the, he's Robbie Anderson. He stinks, but somehow still has a job. <laughs> has me dying. But, Jeff, thanks for calling. I, 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 I appreciate this call, and I'm sure I'm going to hear from you tomorrow because we're going to have a lot more to say about this tomorrow. No, i got, I got to decompress. I can't hear any more of Errol. It's just it's so tiring to listen to him spew nonsense all the time. It's just... It's literally nonsense with no facts. And then when you call him on it, he gets all flushed. Oh, what about this, buddy? But what about this? Dude, what about your stupid Italian mullet? Get out of here, Robbie. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh, He's man. He's terrible. He's terrible. It's awful. There's, there's, there's no objectivity to the whole thing. He just runs this gap. I'm open. Listen, if the Patriots cheated, I'm open into hearing that they cheated. That's fine. But you want to know what he does? He goes, oh, they cheated six. They cheated seven times. Well, what, what times? What are those times? Uh, yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> He's an idiot. It's just so funny. And, you know, they're going to label Tom Brady a cheater for the whole thing. The NFL, in a court of law, had to admit they had no evidence. How is that Tom Brady cheating? Listen, I'm not getting into it anymore. Jeff, thanks for calling. Matthew, you're a gentleman. I'm, 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 I'm glad that you allowed me this platform to get this off my chest. Can we stop talking about the six and seven? If we want to talk about the six and seven Cowboys, let's talk about the six and seven Buccaneers like they're going <laughs> to win a Super Bowl this year. I trust them more in the next five years than the Cowboys. <laughs> Bruce Arians building something good there. I, I, it's, it's, these Cowboy fans need to know their place. Put them in their place when they do this, Matt. Uh-oh. Speedy, them, put them in their place. Jeff, Jeff, hang on. Breaking news: Didi Gregorius, Philadelphia Phillies, wow, signing. Mm, I'm surprised. Wow, good. Let him go. Who cares? Wow. No, I'm just making fun of Speedy because that's another guy that's going to the NL East. That's going to make it even harder for the garbage from Queens. I mean, dude, the Mets, are, dude, the Mets are the Cowboys. <laughs> it's dude. Anything that the Bees they might like, be worse. <laughs> Name something he likes that stinks. The Rangers, they stink. They're rebuilding. The Mets, they stink. (laughs) What you people need to do is have, like, an exorcism and just, you know, like, he's on Long Island. It's like Survivor. You people need to vote Beave off the island. (sighs) Just get him off Long Island altogether. Send him to where it doesn't even matter, like Dallas, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Jeff, thanks for calling. Gentlemen, you got you guys are terrific. Speedy, you still suck. 
Haven't heard that in a while, Speedy. He's actually been very good. I haven't heard that in a that's while. That's surprise. Have you heard that in a while? No, I haven't. I haven't. Nope. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for our show here at the, uh, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And again, breaking news, Didi Gregorius is signing a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies going to the NL East. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.